Welcome back to the Powder and Leader podcast. Finally recording another podcast after what's been like a year. Some big life changes in the last year between getting married and having a baby last November. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, I had finally had time to catch my breath and sit down and write one out while the baby was taking a nap. And getting showered and the dog sleeping on the bed. I can't help but think how lucky I am to have the life I have and just want to share it all with you. On this podcast, getting back into it, I'm going to talk all about why I love labs. In the bird hunting community, people will defend dog breeds like truck guys will defend their bow tie or their fort badge or their Tacoma or their Chevy Silverado. It's easy to fall into hating on other breeds, kind of like truck guys hate on other people's trucks instead of focusing on what makes your breed great and trying to tear down other people's. Online, in the round March Madness, you'll see a lot of people doing polls and doing brackets on what makes the best dog breed or what is the best bird dog breed. And in those posts, sometimes you'll see a lot of hate towards other breeds. And I can understand some lighthearted jabs or a little bit of shit talking, but some of this feels like true hate and true disdain for some dog breeds. And a lot of that is targeted towards the Labrador Retriever, Labrador Retriever, which is my favorite dog breed. So before I start, I'll just say I love all hunting dog breeds. It's just some of the owners I can't stand. For me, I grew up with labs. My dad got her first yellow lab when I was around five or six years old. Her name was Annie, and she had roots in field trials. Her dad was a state champ or a blue ribbon field field trial dog. She was one of the hardest charging, smartest dogs I was ever, ever able to hunt with, even though when I first started hunting, Annie was on her, well, headed into her golden years, we'll say that. My dad, so good my dad was even able to publish articles in the state paper about some of her amazing exploits in the field. But even when I started hunting, as she was approaching her golden years, there's no doubt in her prime she could truly keep up and run with any bird dog you put her in the field with. Now, on the other hand, the second lab I had was from a British show dog roots that my uncle bred. His dad was a British show dog champion. So a little bit different here. Cody was the first dog that was ever felt like my dog. We got him when I was eight years old. I picked him out. I named him. He was my dog. He was hard-headed, he didn't have a soft mouth, and he wasn't an athletic dog. I think he had more knee surgeries than he ever flushed birds in his life. Even though my dad tried to hunt him, it didn't really ever take. Decent enough nose, but it never really took. But for me, he was the first dog I ever had a bond with. And probably the main reason why I love labs. And it brings me to my first point, is their temperament. They truly are just the best family dog out there that you can get. You can hunt them in the field, but also I have pictures with my two-year-old lab now, Wesson, cuddled up with my baby girl when she was like a month old. Truly are the best temperament, best house dog that you can have in the hunting community. And I don't think anybody can ever change my mind on that. So as I mentioned, now I have a two-year-old fox red lab named Wesson from Wild Rose Kennels. He's sitting on the bed staring at me because I've said his name three times now. Um, and outside of Annie, Wesson is probably the most impressive dog I've ever been in the field with. He has flushed everything from pheasant and a foot deep of snow, charge hard charging through all that, to woodcock out of corn food plots, just running them down and flushing them out. 
And if we had sharp tails in Iowa, I'm sure he could get after those too. Weston's first hunt you can read about on my blog, patternleader.com. It's in there called Patience. He was about seven months old. And after his tough day of training, I decided, screw it, we're going to take him out and just burn off some energy. At the end of the first field, Weston flushed 10 pheasant. In the first field ever he'd been in, in the first 100 yards, he flushed 10 pheasant. It was, I was in such shock, I couldn't even get a shot off. I'd never seen that many pheasant flushed at one time, especially in my part of Iowa, where if you see one or two pheasant get up at that time, you were happy. So I for sure wasn't expecting it from my seven-month-old lab who had never even been on the scent. Maybe had pheasant wings held in front of his face a couple times up to that point. I really did not do a great job of bird introduction, but it appears he didn't really need it. So the idea that labs don't have a nose for pheasant hunting or can't keep up with pointing dogs in the field because their nose isn't strong enough just doesn't sit with me. It's not my experience, and I would put Weston up with any other dog out there when it comes to his nose and being able to track down birds. One of the biggest knocks I hear against labs is they lack class and should stay in the duck blind, don't even come in the pheasant field. You don't belong out there. They don't point. They just run around. They're just big, dumb dogs who run around and bump birds. Anybody who's hunted with a lab that knows what he's doing has seen a lab get birdie. For me, there's nothing better than nose down, running in circles, tail wagging them just a little faster than normal, and then knowing a flush is coming, but not sure when. You might have to be a little bit better shot to knock those burns down, but hey, get out to the clay range and get better. A lab has class and style, flushing a bird and retrieving it seamlessly to hand is top class and all the more style than I need. Athleticism knock, I know where that comes from. It comes from seeing your neighbor's fat lab who gets up and only exercises getting in and off, off and on the couch throughout the day. They only get up for their food and water or to go outside and the rest of the time they're sleeping on the couch. For that, I would say go out and hunt with somebody who has a working lab, who has a lab in the field. You see a slim down athletic build that can jump over logs Swim through water, swim through current, and retrieve birds. Run down crippled birds. Nothing bothers me more, though, than the versatile tag in the dog breeds. Just because your dog can point, which, honestly, who cares? I don't care. You might care. I don't care. And retrieve. That doesn't make your dog versatile in my eyes. For me, what's versatile is knowing how much I can do with my dog. During the hunting season, I can set up on the edge of a duck pond and hunt ducks all morning, go back, grab my over-under, throw on some orange, and go hunt pheasant in the afternoon. And then after all that's said and done, go home, turn on Sunday night football, while Wes cuddles up with my wife or my baby on the couch and sleeps waiting for the next day. That's what versatile means to me. I can take my dog fishing in the summer, have him sit on the bank just waiting for his turn to jump in the refreshing water once I've decided there's no fish in this hole. He'll sit calmly in a canoe or swim alongside when given the chance, go for a walk, or spend a lazy day on the couch. No matter what, he'll be happy as long as he gets to go where I'm going and do what I'm doing. At the end of the day, we all love our bird dogs for a different reason and similar reasons. They are part of the family, part of our life, and the bond is deeper because we share the hunting field with them. Whether your favorite breed is a Brittany, a Pointer, a Shorttail, or a Lab, all hunting dogs are awesome. 
just some of the owners aren't. Thanks. Come back next week for the next episode of the Powder and Leader Podcast.